Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host. It's your girl, Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast today. Happy Sunday out there. We are on episode 55. Today's topic is Power Book 3, Raising Canaan, episode 9, Loyal to the End. And we about to break it down, dissect it, and do what we do over here on this platform. Before we get into the show, I just have my normal church announcements. Don't forget health is wealth, and mental health is important in times like today. It's a lot of depression going on. It's just everything. So come on if you are in the Atlanta area in the Roswell area to be exact and get your spa day on. My friend is opening up a spa and that is Ambience Health and Wellness Spa. It will be in the Roswell area. Doors will be opening up soon. I will shout out that address. If you have a flyer, they will be in the Roswell areas. $10 off anything, any service with the flyer. She'll be doing vaginal steams. She'll be doing all type of stuff. She got the the body wraps, the Himalayan salt therapy, the sauna therapy. Oh, it's just going down in there. The iconic foot baths, etc. And the list goes on. And that will be Ambience Health and Wellness Spa. It will be in the Roswell area of Atlanta. And doors will be opening soon. I will shout out that address as soon as the grand opening opens the doors. Um, don't forget, I've been telling y'all, we got some fire-ass books I've been reading, and one of them is Some Things I've Been Through, a memoir by Jamil from Gully TV, and his YouTube platform is popping. Um, over 100,000 subscribers. He got that raw. He got that authentic content over there. He just interviewed, I mean, he got multiple interviews, but I'm talking about he, he doing his thing over there. He doing his thing over there, and his book is fire so on that note don't forget to follow me on my social media platforms or if you want to link up and have you know a conversation give you feedback on the pod whatever you know you can hit me up on facebook alicia shanice ig alicia shanice you can hit me up on, on my email alicia shanice reviews 13 at gmail.com i got some fire playlists on spotify i made them all public you can go check them out you can follow me on there uh alicia shanice loves r&b hip-hop 80s r&b hip-hop i mean i got it all but on that note this show is too fire to be prolonging these announcements let's go ahead and get into the show name is shanice and she's the one her name is shanice and she's the one. All right, guys. Let's just give another shout out to 50. Let's give a shout out to this whole damn cast. Joey Badass, the girl who was playing Jukebox. The lady who is playing rock, I mean, they is doing the damn thing. Marvin, 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 Marvin. Let's go ahead and get into this show. He opens up. We see Unique. He's walking little man to the car. He got his boys with him. You know, 
we hear 50 doing his little background talk like he do, you know, near waiting the show. And we see Marvin. Marvin is ready for payback. He with the dude from Queensbridge, Lil Rob. They hop in the van. And then, you know, we go right back to Unique. We see Unique walking around. You know, he's smiling. He got a little man. And they get into the car. And Marvin gets to letting off them rounds. I mean, he he goes crazy. You know, he opened up that van and he lets off. And Marvin and his boys, you know, we, we see, um, not Marvin and his boys, but we see Unique's boys, you know, they get to shooting back. But Marvin is letting off. And we see Unique, he's just hovering, hovering over a little man in a car, you know. But while he's hovering over, he looks up and he sees that it's Marvin in that van. And that look he gave, like, you know, if he make it out of here, it is all out war. And this scene was everything. Um, But then we see some of the unique boys, they come out. It's about four of them. And they get the busting back, you know. Marvin hurry up and close that van. Him and Lil Rob peel off. We got windows bust out of the van and everything. So we go into the hospital, right? And we see Lulu. He is in the hospital. He is still alive. He's just in a coma. We see Rock is at the hospital. And we see Jessica has been there. She's been by his side. And, you know, she like, you know, I was going to take a shower, but I want to be here when he wakes up. And Rock like, I know my baby brother. He, he going to be all right. He going he gonna to go in and take a shower. I'll be here. He going to be all right. So when Jessica gets up, Symphony shows up. And, you know, Rock storms out the room. And he like, yeah, Kanan told me, you know, what happened to, um, to Lou. And she like, I should have known. You two chatty motherfuckers. Y'all just chat y'all little, y'all little mouths away, away, away. Rock is just tearing Symphony down. And at this point, I'm like, Symphony... You you can do a little better. You know what I'm saying? Rock dog symphony ass out. And she tells him, you know, like, look, we've been living in a fairy tale. Because remember last week, well, last you know, episode, she was saying how she was ready to, you know, give the business to Lou. She was thinking about having more babies, all this good stuff. But now she like, look, we've been living in a fairy tale. You don't know what I'm all the way about. You know, let's just let's just call it loose. You know, let's just let's just call it loose because I've been forgetting who I was. But looking at my baby brother in that room, oh, that that won't happen again. You'll be all right though. You'll find some college hoes to fuck. And Symphony, you know, he kind of bags up a little bit. He like fuck you, and I felt that. And I felt how Symphony felt because Symphony has took enough rock. He, you know, he he be trying his best and. You know, that kind of takes her by surprise. And she like, I didn't even know you had that in you. <laughs> and he like, you know, but he doesn't leave without telling her, like, tell Marvin he cannot trust Tony. So, you know, Symphony, Symphony is a good dude. I like Symphony. And I feel like Symphony be getting dogged out. He really be trying to do everything he can. But don't worry, that is not the end of Symphony. So we go into the next scene, and we see Marvin and Little Rob. They pull over, and Marvin pulls out his other piece. And 
you know, Lil Rob get to pleading with him, like, look, man, you know, Kanan, he's a kid, he a teenager and shit, you know, he, he ain't gonna do no time, and, you know, <laughs> Marvin, you know, he tells him, like, I'm not moved, and shoots him, and sets the van on fire, so Marvin did not come to play in episode nine. We go and we see Detective Howard. He's outside of the hospital. He's smoking a cigarette, just watching the scene. But he sees that a nurse goes out. She has a bag and she ha- she hands a hospital bag with some uniforms and like some hospital badges to some of unique boys. It's two of his workers. So we already knew what time it was. It's disguise mode. They about to go into the hospital. These clowns put on the uniforms. They walking all the way around the hospital. They pushing a little stretcher, a garney. They got it loaded up. <laughs> Looking like just the two damn fools. And, you know, they going from place to place to place trying to find Lulu. And when they bust into the room, we see Lulu was gone, but it kind of got intense for a minute because as they're going through the hospital, we see Rock, we see Lulu, we see that how they passed her two security dudes in the um, waiting room. So we kind of didn't know what was going on, but we knew Howard wasn't going to let that go. So when they bust into his room, Howard saves the day. He like, not today, motherfucker, don't even move. <laughs> see, Detective Howard. Never mind. We're going to get there. So let's just say Detective Howard saves the day. He saves the day quite often. So we go and we see Detective Burke. She is at the precinct. And we see Nicole's parents are there. And Nicole's mother is going off. And her husband, James, he's trying to calm her down. Like, you don't know, honey. You don't know how long Nicole was doing this. You know, Laverne, you can't prove this. And she basically tells him, like, shut up. And she lets Detective Burke know, like, you don't know who y'all messing with. My daughter, she was beautiful. She wasn't this trash. You know, do you know who you're messing with? Do you know who I know? Do you know how powerful I am? Do you know you can't just mess with this family and you let her go? So don't let that guy, don't let that go too lightly, guys. That will probably approach more in season two. Her mom didn't say that for no reason. Like, do you know how powerful I am and you let her go? Trust me, Nicole's parents, that is not the end that we'll see of them. She did not make that comment for any reason. And Detective Burke, she is the one who called and let Jukebox off. So Detective Howard and Rock, they talk. And he tells her, you know, like, no, you lucky I still smoke and seen that or y'all would have been hit. But he also lets her know her time is up and she he's going to start issuing out a warrant for Kanan. He's going to start doing this. He's going to start doing that. And we see how desperate he, he is. We see how he is looking like a man that has nothing to lose. And we see Rock. She's sitting there. She's still not kind of budging, but she's like, okay, he'll, he'll meet you. Okay. So then we go into the next scene, and Jukebox is at the cemetery. Detective Burke shows up, and, you know, she kind she warms up to her. She tells her about, you know, a lot of people don't take high school love serious, but, 
you know, when she was in high school, she felt her strongest feelings ever. And she tells her about her girlfriend from high school, which was a girl named Monica. So we see that they have that in common. Then she goes to tell on how she became a cop and they get the trade. Well, she's trying to trade war stories, but Juke is just listening. So she invites Juke out for some ice cream, says it's on her, but it cuts directly to the next scene, and we see Kanan, he goes to the hospital, and, you know, he asks, you know, why they move my Uncle Lulu, and Rock tells him what's up, you know, like, they tried to, they tried to hit us in here, so he is shocked, and he wants to help, he wants to prove himself finally, and Rock says, okay, this time, so we go into the next scene and we see Detective Burke in Jukebox. She start there, she's talking to her and they're going on and on. And she just starts asking too many questions. And Juke is playing it cool at first. But when she asks about Kanan and said what she heard about Kanan, Juke gets real defensive. She don't she do not play about Kanan. And that's good to see because we know how it ends and we see how protective they are of each other at this time. But um, also, when she gets, she also gets defensive when she gets to asking about D. Wiz. Because remember, Jukebox, she knew from jump that Lulu killed D. Wiz. She she knows she's she was way more savvier than Kane in any way, even if she wouldn't have seen it. But we, she's seen D. Wiz getting in the car with Lulu that night. So she gets you know defensive, and she like, look, man, stop following me. So we go into the next scene, and we see Rock. I loved it this moment. We see Rock. She's sitting in the hospital chapel. And in comes Marvin. My main man, Marvin. And, you know, they kind of trade a little jabs at first. He like, you know, you're looking for God. And, you know, they do a little jabbings. But she does tell him. She like, I want you back. You know. And. Marvin gets his shit off. He like, look, man, I'm your big brother. And at the end of the day, I was in the game before you. I was this. I was the boss. And more than that, I'm a man. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, yeah, Marvin, talk your stuff. You Look, get that man respect. <laughs> but this was a, a, a bonding moment that I like. And, you know, he, we end up finding that he helped raise um, Mar he helped raise Rock and Lulu. He said, look, when, when Mama and them was out there like that, I was raising y'all. And, you know, i die for y'all. And, you know, we see emotion in Rock. You know, ever since Lulu got shot, we see more emotion in her that we've never seen. And she's like, i die for you too. You know, so we get this little bonding moment. We dap it up. And, you know, he back in the game. And, you know, it's fam. And they like, you know what? But now it's time. Soldier up, and it's time for the revolution. And she was not playing. It was time for the revolution. So Detective Howard, he goes and he meets with his doctor. And she's letting him know, like, every day is crucial. You need to, we need to start getting on this. And he lets her know, like, look, I have a meeting tonight with my son. So he told her that he had a meeting the same night with you know, his son and how his his baby mama is a trip, which is rock. And he not for sure if she'll let him sign, if she'll sign those papers, but he's working on it. So we see 
Detective Howard Days, his health is already not in good condition. But it goes into the next hospital scene. And we see Jessica is still by Lulu's side. And Juke walks in. And her and Rock go talk. Now, this part is really interesting. Because she tells, you know, Rock about Detective Burke asking about Kanan and D. Wiz. And Rock, you know, she asked her questions. She's like, she must like you to keep coming up to you thinking she can talk to you. And she's like, but you know what? Sometimes it's good to have a cop as a friend. Pay attention to that. She tells Juke, sometimes it's good to have a cop as a friend. We don't know if that conversation went any further. And I'm going to bring that up in a minute. So we go into the next scene. <clears throat> we see Marvin and Kanan. We got the two working together again, <laughs> Marvin and Kanan. When Marvin and Kanan get together, you, you never know what you're going to get. So <clears throat> Marvin is giving, you know, Kanan his little pep talk. You know, you Kanan start, you Defcon kid. And, you know, they getting ready. He teaching them a little bit, but they arguing about Smokey Robinson. He like, I can't, you know, get ready for war listening to Smokey. And, you know, Kanan tells him, like, Juke got good music in her room. So Marvin goes in the juke rooms and he going through all her stuff. He going through all her tape players. And remember in the earlier seat, the earlier episodes, jukebox, a lot of times she hides stuff over Kanan's because Marvin is known for going through her room. That's what he does. And he stumbles across the pictures. He can see in the pictures of her and Nicole, they look a little closer than, you know, just friends. He can already see that. Then he goes a little looking a little further and he comes with the tape. So when he plays the tape, it's just like a look of disappointment and like what the you know. And Kanan walk in and he like, yeah, go, go, <laughs> you know, like his whole demeanor changes. And Kanan, like, all right, what's wrong with you? Kanan don't his dumb ass don't even catch on and he watching, you know, Nicole and Juke, you know, he don't even catch on to it. So he throws the damn TV down. Marvin is pissed off. And remember, guys, I've been telling you this scene was coming. Remember in Power, the original Power, season four, I believe. It was season four, maybe three. When Juke and Kanan was talking, it was already, you know, prophesized. It was a big explosion that happened with her and her dad. So it's probably just going to get worse. If you thought this was something, it's probably going to get worse. Remember, he never accepted this and he ends up putting her out and everything. So I was already telling you guys it was going to be a big explosion. I wasn't expecting all of this, but we'll get into that scene in a minute. So... We see Detective Burke and Detective Howard at the precinct. And, you know, he apologized. Like, you know, he know he hasn't been being a good partner. He's going to do better. But in the midst of them, like, talking, she brings up that she's been getting information from Laverne, jukebox, about Kanan. And as soon as she mentions Kanan's name, Detective Howard's like, hold on. Because, you know, at the end of the day, he's trying to protect Kanan. He's trying to protect him. For number one, he wants that bone marrow. For number two, that is his son. So it kind of was a good thing to keep him around because he's been covering up a lot of loose ends that could bring them down. But at the same time, but she's on the right path because she's actually doing her job. 
he like, you know what? We can't be partners no more. Matter of fact, I'm about to go tell Captain now. I don't know how that works, but he was about to go tell Captain that she's not his partner anymore. Um, I don't know how that will work, but we'll see. <laughs> so we get into the next scene. And we see Marvin in Jukebox. Let's just, let's just, first of all, you know, this might have touched some people's emotions, but let's clap because this was a, this was a fabulous scene. It was very realistic and we have to go back to the timing, guys. This is late 80s, early 90s. This scene, both of them acted their asses off. I'm going to say that. So... You know, when Jukebox comes in the room, Marvin is mad disrespectful. Marvin calls her, you know, a lesbian, F-A-G-G-O-T. He calls her a Lebanese something. He says Nicole deserved to get what she got. He says, you know, she probably in. I mean, Marvin says everything that, listen, Marvin goes there. Marvin goes there. He has no remorse. And she like, you know, she did. And he he don't even give a damn. You know, he like, that's what she got. He like, he is going on and on. He being mad disrespectful. I get y'all that. And, you know, Jukebox kind of throws in his face. She like, well, you know, what about you? You know, she bringing stuff up in him. And he just goes there. He like, you know what? You get this shit from your mama side of the family. You just like your mama. And that's important because remember season two is approaching you know they already got picked up for season two latoya luckett from destiny's child was hired she's going to play jukebox mother so now they're they're you know giving us a door to expect history from the mother so latoya luckett will be coming in next season as her mom and you see he said you know you got this shit from her side of the family so it's probably something you know, she might have left him for another woman. We don't know. But that's probably going to open up a lot of stuff for season two. And, you know, he is being mad disrespectful. But Jukebox does one of the most nastiest things you can do when she spits on him. And he slaps the hell out of her. He like, you better calm down. Now, he does tell her, you better calm down. But Juke just gets to going crazy. Because, you know, at the time frame her mind she's not already in the right space you know we seeing how she's handling this stuff we see how she's going crazy but then marvin he gets to destroying the tape the last memory she had in nicole and she gets to going crazy and then he kind of gets the he forgets that's his daughter and get to choking the shit out of her you know got some you know going back to the original power we got some tommy egan and holly stuff going on there you know he just get the to strangling her into where he forgets that's his daughter. And then, you know, he tells her, like, you know, you might think you a man, but you ain't no damn man. Then he kind of snaps out of it. And then the look between those two, like I said, the acting, this scene was everything. And it was realistic. As people, I know we're living in, like, you know, a really sensitive time, but it was realistic. Like I said, this was the late 80s, early 90s. And when he realized what he almost, you know, did to his daughter, she can barely breathe. She's gasping for air. He gets to break it now. And he can barely say her name. You know, he calling her name and she just walks out the house so cold, so cold. But remember, guys, I've been telling you he was not going to handle this situation well. But that 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 scene, they acted their asses off. 
So we get into the next scene and we see Rock and Kanan. They are at the warehouse and they shooting. And she's teaching them about Glocks and about how a 22 is just a BB gun. And, you know, a 357 is just for the movies, you know. And she like hit a nigga twice where his heart beats and once where he used to think. She didn't say that for no reason. I will bring that up at the end of the show. <laughs> so it kind of goes from like scene to scene really fast. Like it goes from her talking to Kanan. She's asking him, you know, to tell him like, you know, you can only do this job. I need you to walk up to this guy. He's a threat to our family. And I just need you to take him straight out the game. Then it goes to Unique. And he is getting his crew ready for war. No peace. Anybody with Rock got to go. Then he goes back to Rock. And <laughs> she's talking to Kanan. And she's telling him, you know, somebody told me this before, but it didn't register. You was in this shit before you was in this shit. And it goes back to Unique. And he is giving his little motivational speech to his people. He like, you know what? I don't care if it's babies. I don't care if it's old people. I don't care if it's women, children, boys, girls. He don't care. Anybody with rock, they are ready for battle. I got to say, hell, shit, Unique was getting me motivated. <laughs> Unique gave a motivational speech, reminding me of Narcos when Pablo Escobar got his crew ready. Like, you know, we are the Medellin cartel. So we go into the next scene. And, you know, Unique is still getting his crew ready. He's telling them, go take those corners. And we seeing Rock is putting that pressure on Kanan. Like, it's up to you to say the South Side. This man is out. And we know Kanan will do anything to prove himself to his family and his mother that he is built for the family business. So we go back to the hospital and we see Jessica is still at Lulu's side when he wakes up. He wakes up and he's like, where everybody at? But um maybe it's just me i don't know maybe y'all felt something maybe i could be wrong i think jessica is still out for herself and i think she just wants you know lulu to do what's promised for fakeness i could be wrong they might try to make her some down chick for him the whole time but i don't think little things that they showed us already is you know they put it out there for nothing i believe it's probably going to come in season two because Lulu was going to get that record label bulletproof records jumping in season two. So I think we're going to see a lot of drama with those two, but that's just my theory. So we go into the next scene and we see jukebox. She goes to see detective Burke. Her face is all busted up. They go talk. This is where we talk about loyal to the end, the title of the show. And this is why we said, we didn't know everything Rock told Jukebox. She just said, sometimes it's important to have a cop. So Jukebox goes and she tells Burke, she like, you know, all the cops are in danger. I just don't want anybody else to get hurt. Unique and his crew is looking for pushback. They looking for payback. Because remember, and what was that season? I, keep, I always say season, episode three remember when they set up when dean homeboy end up letting rock know the, the drop and then you know they end up you know he ended up losing all his stuff and had to kill his best friend remember that all came from the cops so she is warning she's warning detective burke like they want payback on the cops pay attention to that then it goes into the next scene 
And while all this is going on, we just hear the storm is passing over. <laughs> we at church, honey, getting our praise on. And we see Rock in there. She's sitting in there. She getting her praise on. And, you know, the good the good preacher is preaching the God's word. And, you know, we just hear the storms passing over. And then, you know, we just got us some church going on. And Juke warns. Detective Burke, she warns her. So we get an interesting scene and we meet the queen of the ice family. Remember, I told you this bloodline is cold as ice and they can they can beat fire. <laughs> we seen it with Kanan and now we've seen it with Lulu. And we meet Rock's mom, which is probably going to set up a lot for season two. And we see her mom is just as cold. And we see it might have been a lot of history in the past that happened with her. Because she's like, Mom, you know, how, why you think I turned out this way? And her mom like, look, don't you turned out this way because you turned out this way. It ain't my fault. Her mom is cold and smooth, just like her. And she like, and why are you here? You ain't been to church in over a year. It's the reason why Rock was at church that night. It's the reason why she was at church that night. We get into the final scene. We finally see that jacket, that Gucci jacket that Unique got made. You know, in real time, it would have been from Dapper Dan. But we see he got that Gucci custom made jacket with Unique's name on there. And he goes to meet up with Detective Howard. When Detective Howard sees him, he, you know, he gets happy. But we don't know if Kanan knows that this is his dad. And, of course, Rock probably didn't tell him. And, you know, he like, hold on, you know, that 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 wasn't, that was not your, your jacket. I know that's not your jacket. And Kanan pulls out his gun. Before Detective Howard can even say anything, he like, Rock setting you up, pow. He just, he shoots his pops. And I don't know what it is about power, but everybody killed a daddy. We got Tariq. He killed, he killed Ghost. We got Tommy. He killed Tony Teresi. Like, there's something about the power universe where they just killed their fathers in here. And we see it started back in the 90s. And, you know, he does exactly what Rock says. Twice in the chest. And then where they used to think at. And he kills his pops and it goes off. So you see that he had that jacket on. So now we know where, where the jacket was playing for. And we see Rockton had this in motion the whole time. We see Jukebox and warned Detective Burke that Unique and his crew is looking for payback. So Juke was in on this too. Like Rock is a mastermind. She had all of this plan. She in a public place. She at church. She praising God. Can't nobody say she had nothing to do with nothing. Juke didn't already put it in Detective Burke's ear that they are coming for payback. We got Kane and he got the jacket on. I'm pretty sure they're going to leave it somewhere with Detective's blood on there. And we get the season finale next week. That is called Paid in Full. I watched the preview. It looks like it's going to be fire. But call me crazy. I don't think Detective Howard is dead yet. I don't think he's dead yet. I could be wrong. But in the previews, it looked like they were rushing him into the hospital. But, you know, with him taking those many bullets, and his health is so weak, he probably won't make it. But I don't, I don't know where they're going with that. Omar Epps is such a big 
after for them to just bring him on for nine shows. So I don't know how that's going to play. I don't think he's dead, but I could be wrong. But I, his health is weak, so it's kind of like 50-50, but I don't think he's dead yet. Call me crazy. I don't think he's dead yet. I do hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This shit was fire. I cannot wait for season two. Shout out to 50. He is doing his thing. He about to drop BMF. They have already announced that the next Power with Tariq, Power Book 2, that is coming back in November. So he is dropping it like back to back to back. They just got done filming um Tommy's show, and that's going to be taking place in Chicago. And then he just got announced that he'll be doing the Boy George series. So shout out to 50. This episode was one of the best ones. I hope you enjoyed the recap. It's your girl Shanice, and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl, Shanice.